Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and thank you for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast once again. So grateful to have all of you who are tuned in today. We truly appreciate you sharing today on this podcast. This is the podcast where we encourage, inspire, and expose you to some of the greatest thought leaders and strategists that we believe will be a blessing to your life. I am all about training, building leaders. Listen, if you're that, you're in the right place at the right time. I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. It is our goal to reach over a million subscribers. Now, we are trending in that direction because of many of you who have shared this link. And if this is a blessing to you, I want you to share this link and let somebody know you need to subscribe to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so grateful. I'm I'm incredibly thankful for each one of you today. And I want you to follow me at Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. That's the place where we connect share information that will be a blessing to you. And also, if you're interested in our books or interested in us uh, sharing with you many of our leadership training programs or things that you would like us to do in terms of mentoring, go to josephwalker3.org. We would love to engage you in that regard. Today, I want to talk about developing a culture of good character. You know, I think it's important for any organization, any business, any anything that you're trying to do that at the very core that your value speaks to character. Character is behavior on display. It's rooted in our convictions. When our convictions are, I believe, God-centered, then it creates a high level of character. One of the things that erodes organizations at the core is poor character because wherever there's poor character, there's spirits of manipulation, deception, etc. But when you are a person of impeccable character and you create a culture of character, it means that you get things done the right way. You are all about the business. And I want to help you with that. It doesn't mean that you're developing a culture of perfection. No, no one's perfect. But what we're saying is that what we're trying to do and accomplish, we want to do it above board. I believe, first of all, I give you several principles as always. So I want you to get something to write with, write these down because they'll bless you. The first I think most important principle of character is transparency. Anytime you operate in a spirit of secrecy, um, you oftentimes are robbing yourself of what a culture of character can be. Now, be very clear. There's some things that should remain confidential in any organization, and that's appropriate. And those things that are confidential, they should certainly be respected. However, I believe that there are many instances where you might discover whether instances where people are developing a culture of secrecy because there are things that are not being done above board. Transparency opens the books. It opens up everything and says, look, this is who I am. This is what we're trying to accomplish. There are no surprises here on your staff or your team. If you're transparent about one, your, your, your motives, you're transparent about your methods. You get it? You're transparent about your mission. I'll say it again. You're transparent about your motives. Right? You're transparent about your methods. 
what you're trying to do and you're transparent about your mission, why you're doing what you're doing. When you get that down, it will pay huge dividends because every better organization will operate in a spirit of transparency. And uh, where there is transparency, secondly, there is honesty. It's hard to be dishonest when, when everything's out in the open. So it's important that you create a culture of honesty. People telling the truth. People are doing what they said they were going to do. I have seen people who attempted to manipulate systems who, you know, people who were not forthright in their timesheets or their work that they did or the amount of hours and they still want to be paid. And this is because culture allowed people to, to, to manipulate the system. There was no accountability. So people were operating in these gray areas. And so I think one of the things that helps with honesty is you create a culture and a climate of accountability where you're holding people accountable to doing what they said they were going to do, which is integrity. And so if I do what I say I'm going to do, and that's the culture, then we're all honest about it. We're honest about our mistakes. We're honest about the things that we take responsibility for. And when you're honest, it means a culture says I can be honest without retaliation. Often the reason why people are not honest is because they, they dread the retaliation that will come forth. And so therefore they hold on to dishonesty, which then buys into, again, secrecy, which then undermines the whole idea of character. So I want you to really process that. I want you to really begin to think about what areas in your organization, what areas are you not being honest? And what does it cost you to just be honest? Be honest about uh, your numbers. Be honest about, you know, how you're growing. Some people embellish that. Some people, you know, untruthful. And so therefore your vision cannot come to pass effectively because you're dealing with skewed numbers, right? So one of the things I learned early on is to be honest about, you know, our numbers, to be honest about our, our finances, be honest about our growth in every capacity, because that then gives me more effective measurables versus this, you know, dishonest illusion of success when in fact, you know, it doesn't necessarily contribute to sustainable ways of doing business or doing ministry and et cetera. So I want you to really, really focus in on that. Be honest where you are. If you can't afford this or you can't do this, or if somebody is, you know, not being effective, you know, just be honest about it. Be honest with employees, be honest with yourself. These are the things that I think will help all of us uh, be better leaders. The third thing is team building. Now, wow, <laughs> it's a big one, right? Because I've done this with our team and, you know, sometimes you really have to set things in motion to help your team grow. Our team went to the escape room some weeks back as a team building exercise and boy, <laughs> it's really powerful, right? Because these are the, the kinds of things you have to do, creative team building exercises to let one, the team get to know each other. Often people are working together, but don't really know each other. And so therefore, if I do not know you, then I begin to question your motive. I don't know your heart, so I don't trust your hand. So you have to build a team, one, by creative ways of recreation and fun, but also creating very intentional relationship opportunities for people to get to know each other. And then bringing in high-level trainers, right? Bringing in people that can pour into your staff, pour into your team about what it means to work collaboratively together. I'm huge on collaboration. And I feel like the threat to collaborative models of leadership are often when people, you know, have not, one, been transparent and not honest, and therefore they don't desire to work in team. They want to work in silo because they can get away with so much. But when you are operating in team building, you recognize that the team, right? The team does this, that teamwork uh, really produces, you know, the dream work, right? And so I just believe it's important that you bring sharp thinkers and leaders around your staff, 
Um, one of the reasons why we're going around this world, literally helping train staffs and, and helping train leaders because I'm committed to helping to build your team. And that's one of these I'm excited about. I don't just talk to teams or church staffs and I'd appreciate that opportunity, but I talk to, you know, corporations and their teams. I talk to small businesses and their teams. So this is what I enjoy doing because I believe that if you build teams, you build teams in the universities and et cetera, you get a better quality of work. This is how you develop greater character because people understand, you know, what you're trying to accomplish and how you're trying to accomplish it together. Let me throw you a scripture out to meditate on that in that regard. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse one says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we uh, receive mercy, we faint not. Therefore, seeing we, and notice we see the we. When you get your team to see the we and not the me, <laughs> then we receive mercy. In other words, we receive this gratuitous endowment by God to give us the grace to operate in this particular space. And therefore, we faint not, we do not give up, we do not lose heart, we continue to do it because we are doing this together. I recognize that I must be honest about my weakness so my brother and sister can step in and lift me when I'm down and I can lift them when they're down. You see how the team works? It's it's all insane. And so when you have a culture of character, people are not pretending or not trying to skate, but people are really working together. Now, this next area is something that I think has been a real challenge, a thorn in the side of so many leaders. And that is really taking risk management training seriously. If you're going to build a culture of good character, you're going to have to really process where your risk and you're going to have to allow your team and yourself to really go through this kind of training to understand risk management. You know, the bigger your business, the bigger your church, the bigger your vision, you know, the more risk you're going to have, the more... <laughs> You know, in this litigious age, the more people are going to view it as a target for their own motives and et cetera. And so you have to be willing to close the gaps and you have to be willing to be paid very attention to areas that have greater exposure. And so helping your team understand risk and things to do and not to do and how they represent the whole, that's why team building is so important, really helps to cut back on the risk in your organization into your organization. And so, you know, one of the things we try to promote is that one vision, one voice, one victory. We're all saying the same thing. You know, we're all after the same thing. Nobody's out here doing their own thing. Because if you're doing your own thing, then you become a risk to the organization. Therefore, you can be manipulated and therefore there can be some encroachment by people who have ill will. And consequently, the organization now is having to fight uh, lawsuits or fight some crazy thing because there was some person who went renegade, right? Who went rogue. And so it is incredibly important that you get the right people around you, the right attorneys, uh, the right insurance folks that can really help you mitigate this area. Uh, <laughs> you got to get insured up, guys. You got to get insured up. You can't take anything for granted. People will just mysteriously fall in front of your business uh, people will mysteriously sue you for a lot of things. If you could see the amount of lawsuits that come to large corporations, it would be mind boggling to you. So you have to make certain that you really do deal with risk management. And as a leader personally, you have to never put yourself in a position that you can create exposure to your business in negative ways. And that's why what you say, who you're with, promises you make, verbal you know, promises can be taken as verbal contracts. And so I'm often thinking about things like that, never making people 
uh, promises or making them assume that I meant one thing. I just am very clear and measured in how I speak about things. And, you know, I'm very clear about that. And so you have to be mindful because people will take your word twisted and then say, you said this and therefore you're trying to mitigate that. And now there you go, you know, spending money that you didn't have to spend trying to fix something you didn't have to fix. So please, by all means, you know, whatever level of business you're on, whatever you're doing, make sure you deal with risk management. Now, this next area is a big one, right? Because we see a lot of this um, happening in culture today and in every, every sector of business and, 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 and society. And it's, you have to develop a zero tolerance for abuse. Any form of abuse, sexual abuse, um, any form of abuse in your organization, you should have a zero policy for that. And I think that's important because if you're going to have a culture of character, that's why training is so important. That's why really helping people understand things that are appropriate to do and not to say and to say interactions, et cetera, how we uh, manage people sometimes, you know, can be in abusive ways. If we're not careful, I often call some people like that Pharaoh. You know, we run our organizations like we're Pharaoh and people feel like they're Egyptian slaves and Pharaoh let my people go. You have to be mindful that you don't create a culture of abuse where people feel unappreciated, overworked, stressed out, and uh, and devalued. And so you have to make certain that you're cognizant of that, that you constantly are having small groups and you're getting a sense of how your people are feeling, how people are moving throughout the organization so that there is no abuse and have good channels of communication, ways in which people can report abuse without retaliation if it occurs. And so if your organization is going to be one of great character, please, please, please make certain by all means that you have impeccable character around this issue of abuse. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Here's number six, <laughs> a healthy work environment, which of course is very important, right? Because it has to do with the attitudes of people and how People interact, how people receive new talent. You know, one of the things that I've, I've seen so often is that when people are territorial and um, they are, you know, entrenched in their particular area for years, they become very insecure when new talent comes on and therefore it erodes the organization because people are holding back what potentially could be a tremendous asset to the corporation, to the ministry, et cetera. So you really have to make certain that you have people who really are serious about building a healthy work environment, welcoming people, onboarding properly, creating an environment where people feel a part of the family and not just having to work their way up into relationships. It's a wonderful thing when you create an environment where people are really genuinely happy to show up at work every single day. People feel like, wow, this is a great place to be. And a healthy work environment has to do with how you take care of people, how you pay them, how you provide benefits for them as a leader, how you provide, you know, time off for your leaders in terms of mental health breaks, how you, you know, provide opportunities and information to them, you know, that can benefit them personally, how you create opportunities for upward mobility within the organization. All those things contribute to a healthy work environment. The worst thing <laughs> could ever happen to a person is to be in a place in purpose, doing what you're supposed to be doing, but be in a toxic work environment. I believe that as a next level leader, we have a responsibility to make certain 
that we are creating healthy work environments, healthy in terms of attitude, in terms of relationships, and just in terms of every other area of our lives too, spiritually, physically, the kind of food we're providing people, the kind of things we're doing, all of these things create healthy work environments because we want to see people win. We want to see people advance. We want to see people get to the next level. And so please take that into consideration. Now let's review before I go to my last point, because I think this is important. We've talked about transparency and how important transparency is being open and honest, not holding anything back, which then leads to honesty because wherever you're transparent, you have to be honest about it is what it is and it isn't what it isn't. Right. And then building your team. Being very intentional about building the right team of folks that can really help you. Once you build that team, understanding risk management. Risk management training is huge. Once you do that, then you then, because you have that risk management training, you have closed those gaps. You have thought about that. Then you literally develop a zero tolerance for any form of abuse. Once that happens, it creates a positive work environment, a healthy work environment. Here, finally, is what I believe is the anchor. I mean the anchor of all success in terms of a culture of good character. Continuing to strengthen customer service. The people, the attitudes, how people interact with your customer base, people that engage your church, your organization, your business. These people, listen, frontline people, are so incredibly important in terms of customer service. What can be the downfall of any organization is not the quality of the product that they're presenting, but it is the customer service that's wrapped around it. That's why you have to make certain that people are kind, patient, spiritual, discerning, that people have that sixth sense, that they know how to make things happen. You can tell when you walk in a business and the customer service is impeccable versus one that that's zero customer service and you're trying to figure out things yourself. I believe that when you continue to strengthen this area, this is a huge thing in our church, customer service, making sure we answer the phone appropriately, we follow up with people in certain time frame. we make sure we get back with people. These things are customer service, answering questions, being available, customer service, get that part right. Next level leader, do not take customer service for granted because you've been on the brunt end of that. You know what it's like when you've seen horrible customer service. And as a consumer, you know how it makes you feel. So because you know how it makes you feel, this is why you can focus in on this area for your business, for your ministry, etc. Do not take this for granted. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about a culture of good character. Once your team has this kind of character, man, great things begin to happen. I love when the scripture says, no good thing would he withhold from them who walk upright. Hear it this way. There's nothing that God will not withhold from your church, from your business, from your vision, if you have good character and do what is right before him. It's an amazing thing, right? Good character. I pray you've been blessed by this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. My God, I hope you will let me know. At Joseph Walker 3, if this blessed you, share it. Share your comments there. I'd love to interact with you. Share it with somebody else. And make sure you follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. And make sure you go to my website for more information. Thank you so much for being a part today. And I say that because some of you are listening during the evening. <laughs> some of you are in Africa. Some of you are in the United States. Whatever time of day you're listening, whatever morning or evening or night, know 
that this podcast is coming to you in real time to be a blessing. And until next time, may the Lord bless you real good. That's my prayer. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting.